0: Welcome back to another episode of Nami Talks. Today we are talking about relationships. Today is going to be a part two of the relationship advice episode that I did a couple of weeks ago that was super fun to do Um, I love discussing relationships, and I'm doing it again. Um, Okay, so the first question (laughs) is, is it normal to exclusively be attracted to bitchy girls? And I have two answers to this, and that answer depends upon what you mean by bitchy girls. If by bitchy girls, you just mean like a person who's assertive, then I'd say that's normal. It's possible that that's just a natural preference that you have. The partner, it's like a personality trait that you subconsciously look for in a partner, perhaps because you yourself are more of a softie. Because uh, most couples, usually you are attracted to um, the personality trait that you don't really have in, in like your partner. Because this is not really something we do consciously. It happens subconsciously over time. And like, it's just like a better pairing because you don't want a partner that's exactly like you. You want a partner that complements your traits with their, their traits. And so I personally am a complete softie. And if I dated someone who's also a softie, then it wouldn't be balanced. Like we'd both on the same end of the spectrum and were having a partner who's not assertive wouldn't push me to be more assertive so anyways my point is it is completely normal for you to be attracted to a specific personality trait subconsciously for like no clear reason that's normal don't stress about that however and this is my second answer By bitchy girls, if you mean people who are rude and condescending and inconsiderate and just are bad to people, and bad to you, then that's a bad thing. If you are attracted to people who treat you like shit, and are mean to you, then um, that's not normal, it's very unhealthy. Uh, Probably comes from a place of uh, like a bad relationship that you have with yourself. If you don't have a good relationship with yourself, it is possible that you don't really think you deserve someone who is kind to you and treats you well, and you subconsciously seek out people who treat you badly and uh, treat you how you think you deserve to be treated. So that's not normal, and you ideally should work on improving the relationship you have with yourself, and it's a very important part of life. So it's a very long process of learning to love yourself. This is something that I see online a lot, uh, which is like, of course, you should love yourself. And it's not like an easy thing to go from hating yourself to loving yourself. There's a lot of it's a more of a gradual process. You can't go be like, I think I am great. Just like right off the bat, you know. It starts with saying, hey, I'm human. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect and that's okay. Like you don't have to love yourself. It starts with being at peace with like normal things you do and not hating yourself for normal things you do. Because for me personally, looking at like the love yourself movement kind of like made me more frustrated with myself. Like why don't I think I'm amazing? Like I was trying to love myself more but getting like even more frustrated with myself because I was trying really hard to just like see the good in me but it was so hard to do that for some reason and the reason why is that you can't just go from I hate myself to I love myself that easily. You need to first learn to accept your mistakes and let go of all these ideas you have in your head that I have to be perfect or society's never gonna accept me or i'm a terrible person and stuff like that you need to start with hey i'm human and i do i do dumb things sometimes uh, but i also do really good things sometimes sometimes i'm really smart sometimes i'm really funny but sometimes i also act weird for no apparent reason sometimes i get sad and that's all completely normal and part of being human it's not the end of the world, it's not like a big existential doom where I'm, my life is over, it's nothing like that. All of this is a part of life, it's all completely normal, and I will be okay. I just got out of a relationship, but I'm now talking to a girl. I haven't been with another girl, and I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for a relationship. Okay, the fact that you don't know if you're emotionally ready for a relationship is a sign enough that you're not ready for a relationship. Uh, Because if you were ready, you'd know you'd be excited to move forward with this girl. Uh, But clearly, you kind of have doubts, which means you need to take it a bit slower and go with your gut. If you don't entirely feel comfortable or you feel uneasy about the direction in which something is going, just take a breather, slow down, and um, think twice about what you're doing. Um, and uh, make sure what you're doing is what you actually really want and you're not just going along with something for no reason. I can't really give a specific advice about whether you're not going too fast or not because you said i just got over out of a relationship and now you're talking to someone else because i don't know how recently that is i just know that you just got out of it that could be anywhere from a date to a month and also it also really depends on how long you were with the person that you were with this is entirely situational and the answer lies with you go with your gut on whether it's too soon if you're completely over your ex and if you're ready to move forward with another person and if you really want to be with that person and if you're in the right headspace the fact I, it seems like you're not maybe you're still like maybe you still need more time to process things time will heal and take take that time to process So take some more time. Go with your gut. Whenever you're in this situation, go with your gut because your gut basically like, subconsciously makes the right call based on your previous experiences. You will know in your heart if you are ready to do something. If you want to do something, you will know. If you are not sure, that just means you need to take more time to think or process. Okay, next question is, can you talk about one-sided love? one-sided love is a terrible thing it it really sucks because love is such a beautiful thing you know to fall in love is one of the nicest experiences i've ever experienced and having that feeling not being reciprocated can really really suck but um if you want advice with regards to that is to like move on once you know that the other person doesn't plan on reciprocating i mean not not that it's something you can plan on because the heart wants what it wants you can't control um whether another person like the person themselves like can't control if they want you it, it it just is what it is like we cannot control our emotions you can't help that you love that person and the other person can't help that they don't love you it's not personal most of the time it's not personal it seems very personal but it's not like the best you can do is just not take it personally because you just cannot control who you fall for it is something that just happens if once you realize that um that person that you love doesn't feel the same way about you best thing to do is move on and do whatever you need to do in order to move on if you want to cut ties with that person remove them from social media do all of that do what you need to do to move on and your number one priority is to take care of yourself so the next submission is so i really like this guy and i'm sure he likes me too we click well together but i'm leaving the country in five months so many people tell me not to fall for him because of this But I still feel like I deserve this happiness. Any advice? Bro, go for it. Dude, go for it. Oh my god, five months? You get to have five months with him? Absolutely go for him. Who's telling you not to fall for him? Bro, it seems like you've already fallen for him. Just go for it. Five months is a lot of time. And um, I'm assuming that you're my age. Because I think pretty much everyone who's listening are like people I know. And everyone... I know or have on social media is my age. You are way too young to be denying yourself happiness like this. Yeah sure at the end of the five months you guys will be going your separate directions and it will really really suck but until then enjoy it. Everything good ends. Everything that you get in life, everything good in life ends eventually. The reason why it's so valuable is because it ends eventually. You can't have everything in like unlimited quantities or infinity because then it just wouldn't be worth anything. It wouldn't mean anything. So it's okay that you're leaving the country in five months. You really like him and he really likes you and you have so much fun together it seems. So just enjoy that. You you absolutely deserve this happiness. Life is way too short for you to not let yourself fall for some guy that you technically have probably already fallen for just enjoy it have a blast for 5 months and then wish each other good luck and go your separate ways it will it will sting for a little bit but of course you'll get over it it's better to have all these happy memories to look back on and enjoy like don't deny yourself experiencing life just because you have to deal with a little bit of heartbreak towards the end because that's there everywhere. It's bittersweet. Everything in life, everything good you will experience will end at some point, but that does not mean that it's not worth doing. It means it's really worth doing because like, that's why it has value, that it's something that's special and everything is limited in quantity. Nothing in life is infinity or unlimited. However much we try not to think about it, it's not. And it's not something we should ignore either. The fact that everything will end eventually is what makes life so valuable. It's what makes it something worth cherishing so much. So cherish everything you love and everyone who makes you happy. Life is way too short for you to deny yourself existence and like really like living, not existent. Life is way too short to deny yourself living um next question is how do you start talking to a boy <laughs> um just do it just text him be like hey what's up or how are you or you can like find something that you have like in common or and like text him about that if you like play the same video game or if if you are i don't know it's if you are into the same thing you can be like hey i heard your into this or i heard you watch this anime which i also really watch just like text people bro life is i'm like clearly i'm going through a like a tiny existential crisis right now but life is way too short go talk to that boy you want to talk to and talk about whatever makes you happy also if you are looking for good ways to start conversations with people Replying to their stories. If they post something that they have an interest in, reply to that if you have, like, thoughts on it. Because I can't tell you how many friends I've made by replying to their stories. And then, like, we just, like, kept talking about that thing and then we start talking about another thing that was related to that that we're also passionate about. And then now we're just, like, really good friends. Next question is, I don't really know... Oh, it's not a question. I don't really know why dating and all is hyped up so much. I... If someone is happy being themselves, it is considered that you are weird. Oh, I'm sorry if someone made you think you're weird for not wanting to be in a relationship. It's completely normal to not want to be in a relationship. Um, I know that like, um, like the overall media and society doesn't really quite normalize that. If there's someone who's like a little alone a bit too much, then it's uh, considered a bit weird. But I think it should be normalized. Not everyone needs to be in a relationship. People, people often look for romantic partners because it's something that makes them happy. Um, it's something that makes me really happy. I'm really happy on my own. Like most of my happiest memories are me just doing things on my own. I also derive a lot of happiness from spending time with someone that makes me feel really good and uh, spending time with someone who I also make them feel really good. And that's just a really wholesome, pure experience that I really enjoy because it's part of being human. human. The human experience is very diverse, and some people may not enjoy being in... Uh, may not enjoy having romantic partners as much because they're wired differently and that's completely fine that's their prerogative and um if that's your thing then I I really hate that someone would make you feel like a weirdo for it but you're not if it makes you happy then just enjoy that and like try to ignore anyone who gives you shit for it just just do your thing you don't feel any like pressure to like want what Society tells you you should want the next submission is I'm with the super sweet girl in that phase of technically dating But neither of us would admit it <laughs> uh, We even go on dates, but I have no clue where to go from here, mate. Any advice at all would be beyond helpful Aww, This is cute. Um, I don't see why you can't just um, Talk about it <laughs> Just address it you guys seem to really enjoy each other's company and uh, I don't see why uh, you guys shouldn't be able to talk about it Uh, this is something that I like to do a lot I make an active effort to talk about things that people are usually too nervous to bring up because it'll be nerve-wracking for like 2 seconds while you're expressing yourself. But once you are done with that, once you finish expressing yourself, it is it is peaceful. Like very often the other person like is kind of thinking the same thing that you are thinking. And even if they're not usually they're very understanding or even if they're not, even if like somehow a conflict does arise, it uh if it's a, like a person that you uh that like you care about and that person cares about you it can be resolved with ease not ease i mean uh conflict resolution isn't always easy but it's always worth doing when you have a conflict with someone yeah it's like a little like nerve-wracking but you're like you're in it together especially in relationships i know a lot of people know this In concept but don't really apply it in practicality is that you know it's not you versus them it's both of you versus the problem and you guys are on the same side and you're trying to come to a resolution together so you can you know enjoy each other's company and make a compromise that leaves you both in a better position together you know okay anyways um and then at the end of the going through conflict together and then resolving it together you feel so much closer to the person at the end that's what brings people together is going through hardship together and then dealing with it together and then bonding that is a form of bonding and then then that's how you become closer but anyways um I like to make a point out of talking about things that make me nervous because once you talk about them, it doesn't make you nervous anymore. I swear on it. It's like, it actually really, like, works. Maybe it doesn't go down in the most ideal perfect way, which most of the time it does, by the way, but uh, I'm going to say go ahead and talk about it. And um, I bet she's as nervous as you are and... Um, Chances are you're both thinking the same. That's often the case. Having an open line of communication is a really, really good way to go about a relationship. Making it a safe space. You know, don't be quick to uh, criticize or pass judgment. Um, Be very understanding and empathetic if they uh, express something that uh, makes them feel uncomfortable uh, or if they're opening up about something that they're dealing with. Be empathetic and understanding and hear them out and make them feel heard. And that's all you really need is to be able to communicate safely and you'll be you'll be fine. Okay, the last question we have is how do you deal with deferring sex drives in a relationship? Okay, this is a really good question because this is something that I think like most people would have to deal with because your sex drives are not set in stone and it's this is something you will deal with one point or another in your relationship um your partner maybe like going through something and because of that your libidos don't really match so um, I think this is something that uh, I don't know if it's addressed that much, but I think it's a good idea that it is being addressed because because having differing sex drives can cause a lot of friction in the relationship. It will uh, leave the person who has a higher sex drive, um, you know, dealing with uh, a lot of rejection, uh, with rejection, which can affect their, which can affect their self esteem. And the person with uh, a lower uh, sex drive can deal with a lot of pressure and frustration for not being able to meet their partner's needs. How you can deal with this is, okay, number one is to establish a safe communication line. Uh, You need to be able to uh, safely communicate everything that you're feeling, And um, without having to deal with any, you know, backlash, like you should be able to emotionally support your partner, no matter like, with what they're going through. And both parties would be dealing with, you know, some stuff. And being able to communicate is... Uh, Being able to talk about what you're feeling and communicate everything is the first step in coming to a resolution. The number one thing is to discuss and figure out when it is that you guys have the most energy because obviously when you're tired, the last thing on your mind is sex and that's completely understandable. So the best way to go about this is to figure out when it is that you are both very high energy and excited and down to fuck. (laughs) The whole point of sex is to have an enjoyable experience that you share with a person that you like/slash love. So, the obviously you don't, like if you are planning like a big date, you're not gonna do it when you're when you'd rather like be sleeping because you're dead tired after like long eight-hour shift at work, right? Pick a time when you're really excited and ready and like uh, make it special by uh, I don't know maybe introducing role play or something something that's excitable to you too it's up to f- you to figure out communicate and figure out what it is that you would like to do with each other or to each other I don't know so just the plain act of doing something together would make both parties happy like having something solid that you guys can actually work towards would help like relieve that feeling of frustration of coming up with a game plan together and if you deal with hurdles along the way do the same thing communicate find a way out together and overcome the hardships the good thing about this specific issue is that your libido is not set in stone it constantly differs and it depends on a variety of factors so you can work on your Thing and come to an effective solution. However, if, if it's too different and if it's affecting your lifestyle a bit too much and if, if your partner's sex drive is something that's important to you, then it, it, it is a thing. where I've seen this on Reddit where couples have broken up because their sex drives are incompatible and that's completely okay. So if you know that this is something that's important to you, If you want a partner who has a specific sex drive, um, talk about it in like the early stages of the relationship. Don't do it on the first date. That's weird. But early on, um, have a discussion about that. And if it's something that is uh, a deal breaker, then go your separate ways. Because it's okay to have something where, you know, if you know what you want, go after what you want. Okay, I think that's it for today. I really like today's questions. Thank you for listening. I hope you gained something from this. I hope you had a wonderful time and I'll see you next week. Bye!